also dry. And they explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them dry, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt balls. Suck my hairy butt balls in your What is that? It's my balls! Hot damn it, cousin! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Suck My Bass, Suck My Bass, My Bass, My Bass, Second Suck My Balls, a South Park review. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean and I'm lighting up that green. Yeah, boy. MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew Underscore Each and every week, I'm joined by some guys who like to eat cherry pies. Say bye-bye, because we're still short one man. Our boy, Scoop! He's killing it, though. He's working hard. Stacking them dollars. Stacking them checks, Joe. He's not here with this. Scoop! But I should be recording with him, actually, here. So that we should have another recording with Scoop. Scoop is just working during the day, and... Myself and Joe are more or less free during the day, actually. We work more mid-shift to evening. But that man is also a pro wrestling promoter who just returned from a successful fest that was full of tacos. Mm-hmm. He's a man who, you know, tries to take his time when he's writing those rhymes and then he's serving up them lines to all them wrestling kinds. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Dirty. Dirty. Joe, Joe, Joe. Vernola! What's up, Joe? Mm, not a whole hell of a lot. It's Taco Fest. No, uh, Taco Fest was a lot of fun. Protagonist was a lot of fun. It was three days of wrestling that I am uh, definitely still beat up and recovering from. Would you say you are pooped? As that is tonight's uh, that is today's review. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I would definitely say I am pooped. You got shit coming out your mouth after sticking shit up your butt. Just like... <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, Sharon. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't can't tell what we're going to be talking about today, we're reviewing South Park. And hopefully, if you've downloaded the episode by now, you figure that out. But we are going to be reviewing Red Hot Catholic Love. It is Suck My Balls, episode number 90. That's right, we're up to 90 now. God damn, we're doing a lot of these episodes. And we're never going to stop, apparently. As, uh, you know, we talked about it on the last episode, but, you know, we got the extension of all these uh, episodes, Joe. So who knows when this foray will ever subside. But this is season six, episode eight, Red Hot Catholic Love. And I got to tell you, before we get started, 
as a kid, this was like one of my favorite episodes. Uh, just the fact like this one, I, as, I mean, as a kid, I, you know, you kind of go through that age where you find some of that potty humor, uh, you know, very um, humorous, if you will. And this one, along with the uh, the crap on your uh, this is a medical little crap on your face when it's the I think it's the Cartoon Wars episode, uh, the conclusion mm-hmm. of that with Osama bin Laden and the farty pants um that are there just farting everywhere that's probably probably my two favorite moments as a child when it comes to south park and poop um but this one is is really funny in itself do you have any fond memories of red hot catholic love Joe? um I, uh, pun intended by the way either way <laughs> right it's um it's kind of funny that it originally it took me a while to realize that the poop out of your mouth and the uh and the um red hot catholic love were the same episode but we're also talking like 19 years ago it all it took me a little because as funny to me at the time as funny as the poop out your mouth plot was um there were some other things going on in my life that i'll touch on a little later on in the podcast that like i didn't appreciate the shots at the church as much then as i do now you know let's uh let's just say i was drinking the kool-aid a little hard ah gotcha okay well that's a good perspective at least now to have kind of a different take and we'll definitely get into that here well let's talk about it guys uh this is of course suck my balls as we mentioned episode number 90 we are sponsored by the bakeboysclub.com use our code suck my balls pod and you'll save 20 percent now they gave me the the go ahead now joe to say 20 percent. they're giving 20 percent. so use our code suck my balls pod and you'll save 20 percent off your order bake boys not just a brand it's a lifestyle so Red Hot Catholic Love is the eighth episode of season six, the 87th overall episode of South Park. It aired on July 3rd, 2002. And at this point in time, I was seventh grade, uh, heading into the seventh grade, that is. A sexual abuse scandal involving priests hits South Park and is taken all the way to the Vatican. As you mentioned, you might have been uh, more inclined at that time to be within the religious uh, secular of your uh, parents or family's life. But I think at this point in time, and even it's kind of come out more so in the last 10, 15 years, just the amount of uh, sexual abuse that took place, not just in you know Catholicism, but in all religions in general, so much so to the point that, you know, we run ads, Joe, in the middle of the night, like on KTLA, that'll be like, were you abused by your church, your priest, your blah, 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 blah. Come yeah. You've got a case. Yeah, I've seen those ones, and they throw, like, Scoutmaster in there. <laughs> That's right, the Scoutmaster, too, right? Have you been sexually abused by your Scoutmaster? By a priest? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> by anybody that was an adult, is basically what they're saying. An adult of power. Have you been sexually abused? So yes, that's pretty big, I'd say, now when it comes to lawsuits, even still in 2021. So uh, once again, South Park 2002, we're talking 19 years ago ahead of the game when pointing out the atrocities that's going on in our world. Well, the parents themselves, they're a bit concerned as uh, they're at church and they start this episode. And uh, Father Maxie informs them, Joe, about they're going to have what's called a young man's Catholic retreat. Now, I'm sure certain you know religions have d- done this right where you might go to a, a camp uh summer camp or whatnot or you go to a little mission for a couple weeks or you go do something uh this was referring to being on a boat 
It's that time of year again when the bishops and priests from around the country are organizing the young men's Catholic retreat. This year, we're taking the boys on a weekend boat trip to discuss Jesus' role as the navigator of our lives. That sounds pretty fun. A Catholic boat trip? The Catholic boat's gonna be headed on out today. The Catholic boat, time to throw all of your cares away. Get some hot Christian action that'll take you. Randy here. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> I think we've all had those moments where you start having some sort of realistic, like, um, you know, I don't know, uh, hallucination in your mind, whatever you want to call it, imagination, dream scenario. And then you kind of just have an emotional reaction to it. Unfortunately for Randy, he did that in church and had a little bit of an outburst. So after the discussion in the church parking lot, the parents are going to agree, Joe, that they do not want to let their kids go to this young man's Catholic retreat. Unfortunately, they never kind of come back to this. I think it would have been more funny for this episode if they had gone on the fucking boat. Yeah, it, it would have been pretty funny, no doubt. I would have liked to have seen more of the boat uh, storyline, like the kids decide, no, we're going to go. And then maybe they have to, like, you know, avoid the Catholic priests. But maybe they felt like they already kind of did that with Nambla in the last a couple seasons. They didn't want to. Go back to that well again. Yeah, I was going to say, because like as soon as I thought about the uh, what would happen on the boat, my mind went right to the Scooby-Doo scene from the Nambla. I'm like, oh, wait, they did this. Right. You can go back and listen to a review. So after a discussion, as I mentioned, the church parking lot, here's what the parents have to discuss. And uh, of course, the McCormacks don't really have any input. Look, I just don't think it's the best idea to let our boys go on a cruise with the priest. We can't let them go, can we? There's no way my son's going. What are they talking about? I don't know. Maybe they want to kill us. With everything that's been in the news, I think it's best we keep our kids far away from the priest. Now, come on, everybody. Just because a few priests of the country have been corrupt, it doesn't mean that all priests are child molesters. Well, sure, that's easy for you to say. Your son's dead. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. Disregard their feelings <clears throat> at all as a parent. Your, your son's dead. So your opinion's null and void at this point, even though they don't understand that at any point in time, the McCormick's going to have another child and bring right. back the spawn of Kenny. And I mean, Kenny has his older brother and younger sister at the time yeah. still too. So That's their middle child's dead. That's a great fucking call out. Yeah, they have a younger daughter and the other older son. Huh, huh, I'll get my own waffle. Huh, I'll get the next one. Yeah, they got their own kids. What the fuck? That's fucked up. Good call out. So they also decide that they want to get to the bottom of this. So they're going to have a counselor come talk to the boys and find out if the priest has been molesting them. Now, now what they're going to do is ask, you know, if, if the priest has been exhibiting any discretion or, you know, if he's been doing anything. Now, the counselor who's asking, she doesn't have any sensitivity for the topic at all because she just straight out asks them in a roundabout way, did Father Maxie at any time ever try to put something in your butt? Of course, having never been abused by Father Massey, the boys are suitably baffled by what she was talking about and begin to wonder what, you know, they would put up her butt. So let's go to this counseling session here. Hi, boys. My name is Miss Garage, and I need to ask you a few questions about your priest, okay? Okay. Okay. Would you say that Father Maxey is nice or mean? 
Okay. Okay. What words would you use to describe your church's priest? Compassionate. Compassionate. Okay. <laughs> I love that line. And did Father Maxi at any time ever try to put something in your butt? In our butt? You don't need to be ashamed or embarrassed. Just did he ever try to put anything in your butt? Like money? What? You mean like a goldfish? No, no. Did he ever try to put anything that belonged to him in your butt? No. No. <laughs> Such an odd question to ask a child like that. Uh, right. Especially at church. Or I guess it's a counseling session. But still, essentially, uh, when it comes to the topic of church, it's just normally, even now, in these type of situations, you would not ask the kids like that in a group setting because they would feel probably some sort of shame if it actually happened. You would do yeah. it one-on-one, like you or closed doors, one-on-one with each individual. I mean, with the parents there, of course, or outside the room for trust issues or whatever it may be. But you wouldn't ask them publicly like that in a public setting, as I said, for fear of being shame. I mean, am I correct there? Am I- no, you're, you're completely right. There's most victims have a hard enough time saying something in a private setting that they would never even do something in a public setting like that. That's why so many sex crimes fall through the cracks or just not even under the rug. It's we can't report them because we don't know they happened. Or unfortunately for that individual, they don't feel, I don't want to say confident enough, but they haven't felt um, well within enough of themselves to come forward and identify that victim. I'm not victim shaming saying, oh, you need to come forward. I'm just saying when that individual feels well enough, emotionally stable enough to where they can identify their you know exactly and for some victims that day that time never comes and again not victim shaming at all that's just the nature of the beast well from one extreme to another cartman has a brilliant idea reasoning that what the counselor means is what if it could be possible that by eating food through the rectum one could defecate through the mouth the other boys especially kyle think it's stupid and disgusting and Cartman bets him $20 it will work. And I believe I start this clip off with the famous chef line. Hello there, children. Chef, what would a priest want to stick up my butt? Goodbye. (laughs) Nobody's going to tell us. This is going to drive me insane. Calm down, Tweak. There has to be a rational explanation. Ah, dude, I think I might have it. What? It makes perfect sense. Okay, run with me on this. If you eat food, you crap out your butt, right? Yeah. All right, now keep with me here. It gets a little complicated. If you eat food and crap out your butt, then maybe if you stuck food in your butt, you would crap out your mouth. Hmm? Carmen, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said this week. Why? That's not dumb. Think about it. Food goes in the mouth, comes out the butt. Food goes in the butt, comes out the mouth. That's not dumb. That's genius. It wouldn't work. Have you ever tried it? I don't need to. It wouldn't work. I'll bet you 20 bucks it'll work. You're on, fat boy. Okay, it's good, you. Yeah, it's good, you. <laughs> So, yes, uh, Carpenter has a brilliant idea, reasoning that she meant that it would be possible by eating food through the rectum, one can defecate through the mouth. The other boys, Kyle, thought it was stupid there. Now, I have thought about trying this, not with cheese quesadillas, which they'll do later, but did you ever have this cross your mind, Joe, after seeing this episode of the past, that if you stuck food up your rectum, that possibly that the small and large intestines would break down the food in a better way, thereby having a more nutritional value to your body, and you could shit out your mouth? 
Um, no, that thought never really crossed my mind. My uh, my dad had a lot of colon problems and stuff that I inherited. Yay, hereditary. Um, heredity, rather. Uh, it, and so, like, I had a little bit better understanding of the digestive system at a young age. And, like, by the time this episode came out, it was, like, this a month it. after I graduated. Anatomy, so. Dr. Joe Vernola over here has to be the buzzkill. You couldn't have just said yes. I tried to stick a jumpstick up my ass. Damn. Well, no, because we're going to get into the whole, yo, I am dropping a bombshell at the end of this. <laughs> well, meanwhile, all the parents decide to become atheists as a result of the church stuff. Uh, outside the counseling session, they decide as a means of process to their children becoming allegedly molested, they are going to become atheists. Yeah, well, what has Catholicism come to anyway? You know, I think we've just had it with the church. All the horrible things they've done to kids. I I think I'm going to become an atheist. That's a good idea. I'm going to be an atheist, too. Let's all be atheists. Yeah! yeah. If there was a god, why would he let our kids be molested in the first place? Yeah, let's kill God! Yeah! Well, let's, let's just be atheists. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I mean, technically, in the thought process of, of saying there is no higher power or God, you are killing that reasoning in your mindset so he's not wrong there as far as let's let's kill god uh obviously you can't really kill god in the literal sense there uh interestingly i thought as far as you know from the church standpoint so i would have been probably like seventh grade here at this point so my parents we had probably in the last year had recently stopped going to church now i don't know if it was a testament to this that's a conversation i probably never actually asked my parents like hey did we stop going to church because you were worried or whatnot but I remember at this time, I, or prior to that, I was going to a Catholic church. I think my, I was out in, it wasn't Catholic, I'm sorry, it was a Christian church out in California. And the one reason why I liked going, Joe, was on Saturdays when we were at, maybe it was Catholic, because Catholic does church on Saturdays, right? Uh, yeah, they'll do it as Saturday night mass. Yeah, that's what we did then. Okay, so it was Saturday night mass. And what my parents would do is they'd go into the main hall, the main building or whatever, and if you were like all the way up until high school, you could go into the teen and youth center actually for like learning and stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool, right? Didn't have to be in the main, mm. but the reason why I went is because every Saturday night after all this was over, they provided pizza and hot fudge Sundays. And I'm talking like full on banana split bars and all this shit. And they brought in like 30 Domino's pizzas. So as a seventh grader or sixth grader, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to church to get some pizza and ice cream. <laughs> Right. <clears throat> that's how they got me to church was for pizza and ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, where your parents' church donation money is going to buy your little kids pizza. Well, that's fine. That's now at least I know where the fucking money's going <laughs> into my stomach. But yeah, <laughs> shortly after that, or I guess when I got like around the seventh grade, maybe I don't know if we moved or whatever, but we just stopped going. So and I never really questioned it because it wasn't like I was really ingesting or the information was being imprinted on me. Again, I was going counting down the hour till we got to the <laughs> ice cream and pizza. So after this, Maxie, that is priest Maxie himself, he gathers a meeting of Catholic priests behind closed doors to discuss the problem of child molestation. Maxie, though, gets appalled when he finds out that such behavior is like inherently accepted that all the other priests can want and don't continue to molest young boys. And the reason why they came to this meeting was to 
kind of like figure out idea to get the boys to stop talking about it. Whereas Priest Maxi was trying to figure out a way, like we shouldn't do this at all. So here's a little bit of that conversation. That's right, right, right. right. And so, wait a minute. What? Yes, but we've got to find out why these children are suddenly finding it necessary to report that they're being molested. Stop the problem at its source. Yes, but how? You know, yeah, we've got to whoa, stop. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. The problem is that children are being molested, not that they're reporting it. How do you mean? Well, I mean, obviously what we need to put a stop to is all the sexual misconduct that is allowed to take place in our churches. Not just tell the children not to tell anybody about it. I mean, right? Well, did any of the children you've molested come forward? No. Well, that's good. That's no, good. I mean, <laughs> I never molested any of the children in my church. It's okay, Father Maxie. We're all priests here. The doors are closed. Well, for the love of God, are you all saying that you've engaged in inappropriate relations with your altar boys? We are here to bring the light of God, not harm the innocent. <laughs> I'm serious. Father, having sex with boys is part of the Catholic priest's way of life. Uh, yeah. 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 Dear God, this problem is much more severe than I could have possibly imagined. Oh, so nasty there. Uh, but I did, I did find it funny just at one point. Have your boys come forward? No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that guy always gets me. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, now Maxie is gathered uh, a meeting after that. Uh, he decides, well, I have to go to the Va Vatican City. So he, you know, arrives at the Vatican City, and once there, he quickly finds that the same priests from all over the world, Joe, are also molesting uh, children. You, you know, the, the priests in France and Italy and. Even some Gilgamesh, which we're going to learn a little bit about here in a moment. But they claim that the holy document of Vatican law does not prohibit the behavior. So basically what they're saying, well, the holy document says we can't have sex with young boys. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we had to write this shit down, you fucking sicko. So Maxie wants to change the law. The cardinal tells him the document cannot be changed as no one knows where it is. So Maxie decides to try and find the document. We'll never be able to have sex with young boys again. That's right. Wait, what? In France as well, we are finding it harder and harder to make love to our boys. In Morocco, they have arrested five of my priests. It's only a matter of time before they get the rest of us. Father Maxie, <laughs> what do you suggest we do to not get caught? Not get caught? No, I, I think what we should do is not have sex with boys. It is not written anywhere in the holy document of Vatican law that sex with the boys is wrong. Well, maybe we need to change the holy document of Vatican law. Speaking on behalf of the British Catholics, it is obvious that the priest doesn't realize that the holy document of Vatican law cannot be changed. Yes, and speaking on behalf of the Gilgamesh Catholics, I believe we should move on to other solutions to this problem. <laughs> Gilgamesh? Gilgamesh? That's right, they're just mm. aliens that are just sitting there in the Vatican. Uh, crazy stuff we got introduced to there, Joe, with them uh, putting aliens there in the religious secular. Because, of course, the Catholics would send a mission out to Gilgamesh to convert. <laughs> Well, as we learned earlier in the Starvin' Marvin episodes, the church is not afraid to go through a time warp just to try and colonize a planet with their religion. Well, meanwhile, while this is going on, now we get to the bed. Cartman, with all the boys lined up in the bathroom, takes 
on the challenge of pooping out his mouth. And ultimately, he does. He defecates out the mouth, winning the bet. And then he's going to continually boast later on to the fact that Kyle, you know, and then and Kyle's going to become even more pissed. But here's how that uh, bathroom scene breaks down. Well, go on, smartass, and do it. I'm doing it, I-80. God, give me a minute. You've had five, dude. I can't, I can't do it with you guys watching. Turn around. No, because you'll just crap out your button and say it came out your mouth. Uh, do you really think I'd be that deceitful, you guys? God damn it, you guys. I'm so serious. Uh, Get the f out of here. Yes! Yes, I did it! I crapped out my mouth! I crapped out my mouth! <laughs> you owe me 20 bucks, dick face! You owe me 20 bucks, dick face! He actually craps out his mouth. That, that would taste so terrible. Oh, I know. I don't know why people. Didn't. Anyways, well, let's 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 after or it's news of this spreads and it ends up being concluded nationwide that the method of eating is actually much healthier with the Surgeon General, of course, basing that on nothing. <laughs> I went down to the bank and I got Kyle's $20 bill turned into 20 single dollar bills. So, so, so now I can do this. Yay. Yes, Cosmini. Cosmini. Go f yourself, Cartman. Oh, I feel so good on my skin. Mm. Get up, fat boy. I'm going to kick your ass. Jeez, Kyle, don't be a sore loser. It's over, okay? I won. Let it go. So you cropped out of your mouth. Good for you. It's still stupid and immature. Dude, look. Our top story tonight. The age-old question has been answered. If I put food up my ass, will I crap out my mouth? All over the country, people are discovering that, yes, in fact, you will. The Surgeon General had this to say. And the, uh, the immediate research shows that the act is not only amusing, but in fact much healthier for our bodies than the old way of eating. You see, food entering through the anus has the benefit of being broken down on its way to the stomach rather than afterward. And therefore, I believe that enterorectogestion would actually put a stop to high cholesterol and most kinds of stomach cancers. And I base that on absolutely nothing. The Surgeon General's response has made Americans change their eating habits almost instantly. That's stupid and immature, Catmate. It is stupid and immature. So you got people to crap out of their mouths. What do you want, a freaking medal? The mayor of South Park has announced that for first discovering this healthy way of eating, young citizen Eric Cartman will be given a freaking medal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's great there. Yeah, so Cartman's going to get a freaking medal. And I, I put down here this next part here because I, I didn't really write it all out here in the the... <laughs> the plot so yeah the, the martha stewart clip yes yeah, so yeah so here's what happens after this immediately following this news break they uh, the show is in south park goes to commercial they come back and it immediately pops on to the tv screen and it's martha stewart and she's going through some baking and she's going to show us and explain to us how to bake and shove a turkey up her ass of course this was also around the same time that martha stewart was going through the scandal for insider trading so Listen to how this plays out. Now, everyone knows that some foods are simple to shove up the ass. Puddings, soups, raisins. This is a nice raisin pudding right here. But we can also still eat our favorite foods. What we're going to do today is prepare a Thanksgiving turkey for enterorectal. <laughs> the key to shoving a turkey up your ass is first wrapping it in string, keeping the pointy wings neatly at the side. Mrs. Stewart, we have some questions. Not right now. I just want to focus on my turkey right now. Now, we're going right to base now. the turkey with lubricating gel rather than with juice. This will help smooth the insertion later on. We still bake at 400 degrees for 20 minutes a pound. When it's done, we'll get something like this. So now we're ready to go. Looks delicious. Let's try it out. 
Oh. Oh. Yeah, get it up there. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Uh. And that is how you eat a turkey. We'll be right back with more. We'll be right back with more. Oh, man, that's so – and for those listening on the podcast, if we decide to clip this or not later, the visual of Martha Stewart putting the turkey on the ground and then showing – I mean, not obviously not literally showing the turkey entering the anus, but the turkey disappearing under her dress up into her anus and then her having like some extra weight now in her stomach hip area to sh- implicate or show – the turkey has been shoved up her ass. Dude, that would hurt. I don't care if you're supposed to. Yeah. Murder. If, if, if they decided it was really healthy to put food up your butt, okay, I guess people would do it because people are just weird like that. But I would not stick a full turkey with bones up my ass. How is that going to yeah, break no. down in the large and small intestines, Joe? <laughs> I, I don't even want to imagine it's making my guts hurt thinking about it. Well, the adults of South Park take on this notion, Joe, and they immediately adopt the method of eating, even start passing around trash cans in social situations to openly collect the waste. And this, of course, completely disregards the previously long-held custom that, you know, you take a poop in private. So they're at kind of a an atheist meeting here talking about this and, of course, pooping out their mouth. And if anybody needs to potty, there's a potty basket right here. Oh, thanks, Jan. You know, for Martha and I, we're, we're worried we might have a hard time raising our son atheist. I mean, oh, thank you. I mean, it could end up being very difficult raising an atheist child in such a Christian society. I feel like everywhere my poor son goes, he's being persecuted for his beliefs. That's true. If I'm going to raise my son to be atheist, I don't want him saying under God every day at school. That could really damage him. Under God should be taken out of the, excuse me. Under God should be taken out of the Pledge of Allegiance. I agree. Now, of course, his conversation here in regards to the atheist perspective, I don't know if I necessarily agree with 100%. But the notion of under God should be taken out of the Pledge of Allegiance, I actually do agree with that. I'm not saying we should get rid of the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm just saying we should you know, follow the bystanders of the Constitution and Bill of Rights that we set forth that we should have separation of church and state. And even um, that- Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm totally saying we should get rid of the Pledge of Allegiance. It just sounds like really uh, not necessarily totalitarian, but it does sound like a little indoctrinating. All right. So if we're going to be real here, I was trying not to push buttons. But yes, I don't believe that we should do the Pledge of Allegiance at a young age. If you want to start doing the Pledge of Allegiance when you get to middle school and high school and you want to give the choice to those uh, young developing brains, I'm totally on board with that. But – we should not be in elementary school at such young age where kids' brains are even the most impressionable, trying to manipulate them into having some sort of country pride, which I'm not saying you shouldn't be proud of the country you live in. It's your house, your home. But it's also you should be able to question that, not be brainwashed to believe that we are the best country in the world and no one is better when that's just not the case. Other countries have us beaten certain things where we have them beaten certain things. It's just how the world works. Not everybody is 100 percent the best at something or at everything. It's, I guess. it's like they said, if you don't like the team, get the hell out of the stadium. Go Broncos. If you don't like the team, get the hell out of the stadium. Yeah, go America. Go America. Yeah, go Broncos. Go Broncos. 
Go Broncos. Well, I mean, I think it's also it's interesting that you mentioned the Pledge of Allegiance and, and thinking it should be like the eliminator from because, you know, recently we had uh, a pretty, I'd say, I don't know, famous individual pass away. Uh, for those unaware, um, Trevor Moore from the whitest kids, you know, recently passed away in the last couple of weeks. And we kind of are recording this a little bit out of order. So uh, there's a, you know, a very famous skit that's probably one of my famous, my, not my famous, probably one of my favorite skits, The Whitest Kids You Know. It's the Pledge of Allegiance. I don't know. If, have you ever seen that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in this in this video itself, it's got a bunch of kids kind of sitting around and they recite the Pledge of Allegiance in kind of a comedic but almost totalitarian way. And I have that clip here. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Thank you very, very much for letting us little kids live here. It really, really was nice of you. You didn't have to do it. And it's really not creepy to have little, little kids mindlessly recite this anthem every day and bless their life to a government before they're old enough to really think about what they're saying. This is not a form of brainwashing. This is not a form of brainwashing. This is not a form of brainwashing. This is really the greatest country in the whole world. All the other countries suck. And if this country ever goes to war, as it often wants to do, I promise to help go and kill all the other countries' kids. God bless Johnson & Johnson. God bless GD. Very good, kids. Now come and get your riddle one. <laughs> oh my God! Still a classic. So yes, I know, dude. Kind of like just you know puts a stamp on our point there. That's where that's kind of our thought process there. If you don't understand, but we'll move on as we don't want this to turn into a political podcast. Uh, Kyle now is losing his patience with Cartman's incessant boasting and tells Cartman that you know. Fuck it. I accept the fact that you beat me fair and square. Uh, you know, you're a great guy. I was just jealous that I didn't come up with the first. I want you to enjoy that $20. <laughs> this angers Cartman because, of course, he wanted to hold that victory over Kyle's head. Definitely. He wanted to, you know, pick at him. And once Kyle shows Cartman that it does not bother him, then Cartman does not give a fuck. You guys, you guys. I took Kyle's $20 down to the bank again, and I got it changed into quarters. So... So now I can dump them into this little pool and swim in them all day long. Yay, Cartman. Cartman, there's something I need to tell you. Who was that guy? You were totally 100% right. <laughs> what? You won the bet. You were totally accurate about being able to crap out your mouth, and I've just been frustrated because I didn't think of it first. I want you to enjoy that money because you really impressed me with your insight, and I'm proud to have you as a friend. You son of a bitch, Kyle! I hate you! It kicks the kitty pool. <laughs> Just so great there, Kyle. Great, great way to give back to Cartman. That's how you do it. You got to kill Cartman with kindness. He doesn't like that. So now back at the church. So that kind of concludes that little bit of that story arc there with Cartman and Kyle and the $20. But we go back to Father Maxi. Now, Father Maxi, before going on his quest to find the Vatican, or sorry, before in the before 
going on his quest to find the holy document, he is, uh, you know, having a discussion with the rest of the church members. And, you know, they're talking about, well, we should just have sex with women instead of boys. We can just change the document to say it's okay. And the Gilgamex interject. And this is where we learn a bit more about the Gilgamex. <laughs> well, then perhaps we could change the holy document of Vatican law to say that it's okay for a priest or bishop or cardinal to have sex with women. The Gilgamex vagina is three feet wide and filled with razor sharp teeth. Do you really expect us to have sex with them? Well, okay, maybe we just need to forget about the Gilgamex for a second and focus- Forget about the Gilgamex? I'll just say, what works on planet Gilgamex isn't necessarily going to work for the rest of us here on Earth. <laughs> the Gilgamex vagina is three feet wide and full of sharp teeth. Do you really expect us to have sex with that? And, and that might be why the Gelgamex were so hip to Catholicism when it came to Gelgamex. That's a good point. Well, Maxi, that being the priest, decides, well, he's told, that is, by everyone, that the only way you can change the holy document of Vatican Church is to go throughout the lower levels and go through a gauntlet in order to reach that document. Now, I don't have the clip here because it's mostly just sounds, but he basically goes into a, you know, an eight-bit world that is, I'm assuming, pitfall is what I'm gathering. Yeah. Gathered from this, like an Atari game. And he manages to, you know, of course, get over the, the alligators or lizards, whatever you want to call them. And uh, he gets the holy document of Vatican law. So he brings it back and he says, now that I've got the holy document of Vatican law, can we please finally change it? Well, Pope the John Paul II interjects and says, first, we must consult the higher power. And we find out, Joe, that the higher power is a queen spider. The Pope says we shall ask the highest source. Oh, Mark. The Holy One. Behold, the great queen spider. Hail Queen Spider! Queen Spider! Oh, great Queen Spider, we seek your guidance. What do you ask of me? Great Queen Spider, we wish to change one of the Vatican rules. The Vatican rules cannot be changed, so saith the spider. That's a little ridiculous here for them to go this far, though, of a queen of a giant spider. But hey, they already went there with the Gilgamesh, so fuck it. So, of course, as you sounded, as you heard there, the spider says you can't change the holy document of Vatican law. Well, Maxi finally says, to hell with all this. I'm tired of all this bullshit. The queen spider, the Gelgamex, and he tears the document in two, Joe. Thus, it actually ends up destroying the Vatican. The whole Vatican building itself comes down, and Maxi stands in front of the ruins. And they're all like, good job, you totally ruined Catholicism. And uh, Priest Maxi goes, no, I didn't. Catholicism is not about the holy document of Vatican law, molestation, or queen spiders. But it's, of course, about being a good person. He says that by clouding the moral lessons of the Bible with the needless ceremony, the Vatican has caused people to reject religion and argues that, quote, when they have no mythology to live on, then, of course, they just start spewing a bunch of crap out their mouths. The parents now watching at home, that being Randy and everybody else, some of them are still crapping, the, the Tweaks parents to be specific, and uh, realize that they're mistaken. mistake, and they decide that they should stop shoving food up their butts and start going to church again. He's right, Sharon. 
We don't have to believe every word of the Bible. They're just stories to help us live by. We shouldn't toss away the lessons of the Bible just because some assholes in Italy screwed it up. Oh, Randy, I don't want to put food up my butt anymore. Gang, I think maybe we owe God an apology. Does this mean we have to go to church on Sundays again? No. It means we get to, son. It means we get to. <laughs> As Randy throws up to end the episode. Now, before we end the episode, get to the sponsors and all that, Joe, I want to point out that the point he uh, that Priest Max actually, actually makes here, I agree with, which is kind of why I've not really ever been part of congregational religion, right? Because everybody, it's become such a, a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, be in a specific religious group, follow specific religious rules, pay tithing, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And if you're not, and then there's, uh, oh, you're religious. I'm more religious than you. So that makes me more better than you, more super holy. And I'm just like, it, it becomes almost like a popularity contest or a game of clout versus mm-hmm. it should just be your each individual's spiritual growth and search. That's, I mean, you know, or journey, if you will. Versus trying to make it into what it is today, which is why I don't subscribe to church. I, I, like I said, I don't necessarily believe in being atheist. I'm probably more agnostic. Like I believe there's some sort of higher power at the end of the universe, whether that's energy or whatever you want to call it. But I don't fucking know. I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a little peon ant on a rock, <laughs> so I'm not gonna sit here and obsess about it over my life about it. That's that's kind of my point about it. that's what really church kind of boils down to. But uh, before we get to our trivia, we're gonna go. To a quick word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. So we just want to take this time out to recognize our sponsor, the Baked Boys Club. Bakeboysclub.com provides you with all of the sickest apparel available for all your cannabis-related merchandise representation needs. My boy here, Ian. Like back. How you doing, dude? <laughs> I mean, he's baked. We're baked. Yeah, We're just chilling. You know, big boys club. Man, I mean, I they've got some sick ass merch, dude. Like hats. Yeah, I just ordered the big mystery box with the hat, the oh, t-shirt. I'm jealous. And the sticker. Like all with the using our coupon, it brought it down to forty-seven, baby. Oh my god! Go to suck my balls. Pod code. If you enter that in at bigboysclub.com, put that in their coupon code is what I was going to say on the payment page. Yes. Or a little bait. We want you to be baked with us. Join the club. Bigboysclub.com. Not just a brand. The lifestyle. Light. <laughs> you may. <laughs> Stupid. And we're back, of course. Thank you to our sponsor once again, thebakedboysclub.com. Use our code SUCKMYBALLSPOD and you'll save 20% off your order. The Baked Boys, not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. As well as thank you to our sponsors. They're provided by Spreaker. Because of you, the listener, we make enough money to pay for this space. So thank you to the listener. Thank you to Spreaker for providing the monetization options. And if you'd like to start your own podcast, you can. Spreaker.com, they even have stuff for free options. Start your growth. Get on away. And then we're not even being paid to do that. Well, I guess we technically are, right? Because they pay us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's start with some trivia, Joe. What do you got for us? In the original Comedy Central promos for this episode, Priest Maxi said he's going to have a sleepover with the boys in town. Although, as we know, in the episode, he was going to take the boys on the Catholic boat to talk about how Jesus is a navigator in their lives. 
I want to interject here because South Park does this still to this day where they'll put in deleted scenes or clips that never make it to fuck with you, the viewer. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen on this episode? And then you watch the episode and you're like, what? That, that didn't even happen. And I don't know if it's necessarily to fuck with the viewer or if it's just something that Matt and Trey take out after the advertisement. To fuck with the viewer because right? they do it. Matt, Seth MacFarlane, the family guy, does it. Simpsons do it. I think they do it all. You know, I think they do it on purpose to try and, oh, sleepover with the boys in town. And then that way you show up to watch it and you're like, oh, okay. Kind of a little bait and switch there, but it was part of the story. I mean, trying to take the boys on a cruise sounds way more egregious. Now, you have, before you get to this next tidbit, I wrote it down because this is what the South Park fandom have. But I want to tell you, after you read it, I want to disagree with it. So go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was reading this, too. I'm like, uh, no, it's not. No. But they say it's said that this art episode marks the first time that Father Maxie is prominent in an episode and has an episode around him. And like MSG is already shaking his head. I'm like. I've got the vein popping out in my forehead. So for those who have not been following our show or maybe don't listen as intently, or maybe you're just joining us and you're getting into South Park, you can go back and find our review. I believe it was season three, Corn's Groovy um, Pirate Mystery yep. Machine. Uh, that episode does kind of feature Nurse uh, Priest Maxi pretty prominently as he's the one that ends up getting everybody killed throughout the episode. So he's the antagonist. By the way, which we then point out, look, a couple seasons later, it's fucking forgotten. He gets to keep his job. And even that so much, we uh, I'm going to point out another um, another incongruency or continuity here that did, didn't work out. Remember then the ne episode, a couple episodes later, Priest Maxi goes, if you just give me a couple hours behind with the with the boy behind closed doors, I'll be able to cure him. No, we're not going to do that. So like there was already. The mindset or the joke to Priest Max, Priest Max, he actually did commit these types of things. Anyway, go ahead. Continue. This episode also marks the debut of Clyde's parents, Roger and Betsy Donovan. Clyde's mom's bush. Clyde's mom's bush. <laughs> Clyde's mom's bush. <laughs> Pop oh culture. What you got for us there, Joe? Yeah. Uh, the Catholic boat is obviously a parody of the love boat. Um... Oh, yeah, real big fish, dude. Go ahead. I was just going to say just to plug it, even though I'm not necessarily working for him, still a good friend of mine. You can go to uh, YouTube.com slash Stevie Ray TV, and he actually interviews somebody from The Love Boat. I, I'm not a big fan of the show, so I am apologize. I'm just going to use basic terminology to describe it. It's the, the, the main black character who wears the Isaac. Red. Yeah, there you go. So it's Isaac. He interviewed that guy. So he go check out his YouTube. The full interview is up there. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, the old monk in St. Peter's catacombs and especially the line, what do you seek father is all a reference to Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I love it. What do you seek father? Yeah, it was great. Um, and as we pointed to earlier, when father Maxie is running through the path to get to the holy document of Vatican law, the visuals all parody the Atari 2600 game Pitfall. The most famous games of all time. Even like now, graphically speaking, if you yeah. just look at that for, for what the Atari had to do and how much content was put on that cartridge, it's it's amazing. 
Yo, and that game still holds up. I mean, it's super simple. I'm not saying you're going to spend like 20 hours playing it, but you got like a half hour or something to kill. Like Pitfall still holds up. Let's put this over. The fact that Pitfall, the original on Atari, is better than Super Pitfall, which came out on the Super NES, tells you all you need to know about that classic game. Yeah, and shout out to uh, James Rolfe. Yeah, exactly. Angry video game nerd. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Let's start with your top likes. A couple of ones you listed here I have. I'm gonna, I was thinking the same thing. Right. How would you describe Father Maxi? Compassionate. <laughs> Just that is that is such a butters thing. That is like one of the most butters things in the entire series. And it, it's just it the fact that there was a pause from there because you know butters is thinking, like, do I say this or the guy's gonna rag on me for it? Fuck it. Right? I'm church, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then of course the next one you hear you put Kyle uh, Cartman, of course, taunting Kyle throughout the episode. Yeah. The uh Kyle's because whenever I win a bet with someone, yes, I am always name and preceded by saying many. And so um I made a bet, I made two bets uh during the NHL and NBA playoffs with my roommate over the uh Vegas here the Vegas Colorado series and the Suns and Nuggets, Suns and Four. Sons and four. Um, but the uh so I mean the bet both times was only over a dollar, but each time when Joey handed me that dollar, I'd just start rubbing it in. Ah, Joey's money feels so good against my skin. Yeah, money. I find, yeah, that's a great line. I definitely use that uh frequently. Another uh, another part of uh one of my favorite moments here. And I think it's very synonymous itself with South Park because we even see this in the group South Park Fans United, which if you still haven't joined, go join up now. We're almost up to 2,000 members as we continue to grow. But uh, one of my favorite parts is the chef line. Hello there, children. Chef, what would a priest want to stick up my butt? Goodbye. <laughs> right. Chef, I'm not fucking touching that. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, like anytime, chef refuses to touch something and that might be like the first or second time it's happened second time the first time was when he was in the cafeteria i'm not touching that with the 20-foot pole <laughs> yeah yeah so this is like the second or third time but like and like the just even though there's not much uh emotion and animation in the eyes you can still feel chefs like what the fuck so i'm gonna tell you when i was a kid I liked the shit thing. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. I always died laughing. As an adult, my sense of humor has changed a little bit at times. I did not necessarily find it 100% funny. So I, I can't really put it in a top like or a top dislike because I do still have that nostalgism. And when I do laugh, when I do watch it, so like if I watch it once a year or every now and then, like we're doing like this, I will laugh, right? But it's not an episode that I'm intently gonna go back for the shit part. I'm gonna go back for the Kyle and the Cartman storyline more than anything of the shooting out the mouth of the bed. Mm -hmm. Either that or the uh, point they make at the end where they start talking about if you don't have mythology, if you know, mythologies and all that, and we were saying it off air, like they go way, way harder after atheism here than they do 
uh, go after um, Catholicism. And like, it's not like they don't go after Catholicism. And it was just like looking back, they go really, really hard on atheism and they do that a lot. They do uh, after this atheism, Scientology, even Christianity, right? With go, God goes, you even point out off air. So yeah, they definitely talk about that before we wrap up the episode. You mentioned at the top of the episode, you, you know, you had some, yeah. Different so it, said as far as from when you were a child to adult being in Catholicism and being out of it, why don't you go ahead and give us right. Because, uh, when this episode came out, I had just gone through, Maybe about a year or so before that, I had just gone through confirmation, which is one of the seven holy uh, rites or sacraments or whatever, if you're that hardcore into body of Christ. But like at that point, like I was really, really hardcore. This was like the two years I didn't want to be a wrestler. I was like really hardcore uh thinking about being a teacher but i was even more hardcore thinking about going into the seminary like for whatever reason i was just like like really feeling it for those two three years at the time and like yeah and so like that's why i probably didn't appreciate so oh they're calling it thought you know and if I mean, I you guys make a good point at the end, or I'm sorry, the priest does make a good point in the end that, like, if there is no mythology or if there is no something that you're rooted in it as far as your belief, then you're going to just start spewing bullshit. I mean, that's, I think that's just in general, you can apply that mindset to anything. If you're not logical or sensible about the type of information in which you're procuring or intaking, then you will start spewing out bullshit. And we end up with crazy presidents, whether you're on opposite sides of the aisle. <laughs> Right. And I totally and like I totally see that now. But like at the time, you know, 16, 17 years old, it, it's just like it, especially when I'm drinking the fucking Kool-Aid as much as I was. Well, I mean, also, you have to attribute to the fact this has to do with uh, natural selection, the environment in which we grow up in. You know, I don't want to go down too far the rabbit hole of psychology here, wrapping up the podcast. But if you look into like NLP, natural linguistics programming, uh, you know, at, at a young age, we create habits. Our mind creates psychological and unconscious habits that we start to follow. And we don't even realize that we're following these said habits. And then we'll carry these habits into adolescence, into adulthood. And so for some of us, the habits that we make at a young age can be beneficial. And those do lead to long term success. For some of us, those habits we have to break and create new habits because those habits don't apply now to our life. So, I mean, at that young age, you were, you know, in the church with your family, you're going through all that. So you're wrapped up into your natural selection. Once you got to a point where you were able to take a step back and analyze it more logically, you decided it wasn't for you. So, I mean, that's really, I mean, the best option you was you broke your own subconscious habit and it obviously long term it worked out better so I mean, yeah anyway we're gone we've gone too far down the rabbit hole there joe as we wrap mm -hmm. up this episode tell us what's going on in the world of uh, joe vernola uh we've got um dcw remember the fallen at the gateway in downtown salt lake city uh september 11th 7 p.m that is right across the street from the Delta Center or the Smart Home Arena, whatever the hell they call it now. If you're in Utah, come check us out. 
uh, tell them that I told you to come. I might actually get a little bit of a uh, bonus or, you know. Um, and then the 17th through the 19th of September is slave to the Deathmatch Weekend in Denver. We've got tickets uh, available at Eventbrite. Uh, Marcus Crane is going to be there Saturday and Sunday night, and that's a uh, that's a big one. And we've got a couple names that are even bigger that I can't announce yet on air. Sounds so, definitely, like yeah, but definitely check those out. PrimosProWrestling.com or Primos Pro Wrestling <laughs> social media. Yep, you Primos can, Pro Wrestling. You can get those tickets, and you can come chase everything down with Joe. Can bless the rains down in denver hopefully we'll get yeah. some because it's fucking hot uh ladies and gentlemen i'm your host on the scene where the air is clean i'm lighting up that green yeah boy msg you can follow me on twitter and on instagram at matthew underscore Schaffer. you can also hit me up on facebook on south park pod or you can find us on instagram and twitter at suck my balls pod once again shout out to our sponsor the baked boys Use our code SUCKMYBALLS and POD, and you'll save 20% off your order. Well, shout out to our hosts still, Hami Media Group, Rat Salad Review, and the R&R Pod Network. We'll be back uh, next week. I think I'm recording, Joe, with Ian for the next episode, so you'll follow up with us, as I know you're a busy man this upcoming weekend, too. Uh, but this uh, upcoming episode that we've got coming up next is Free Hat. So that'll be with me and Ian. So join us on the next edition of... Suck my balls, suck my balls, my balls, my balls, second chance. I hate you guys. You guys are assholes, especially Kenny. I hate him the most. Conversation is kind of leaving me.